everyone. Welcome to a special edition of In the Midst podcast with Brooke Lee. Our next season isn't expected to release until fall of 2020, but since the basis of this podcast is all about experiencing God in the right here, right now moments of our life, I felt there was no better time than now during the season of sheltering in place and quarantining and during this pandemic to release a few special edition episodes. If you're new here, In the Midst is a space that invites you to come into the midst of God right in the midst of your day. You know, the reality is, while set-apart time with God is ideal, sometimes it's not possible. But that doesn't have to mean that engaging with God is impossible. In fact, this podcast is all about ushering us into the presence of God right in the midst of all that's going on, whether that's cleaning up toys off the floor or going out for a walk or doing chores around the house or simply winding down from the day. The Lord is always, always in our midst. And we want to help you find him right there. So wherever you're coming from today, welcome. Welcome into the midst of God. Before we jump into today's topic, I just want to first start by acknowledging the presence of God with us here. I want us to become aware of him near to us. I want us to prepare our heart and our soul and our mind to hear what he wants to say to us specifically today. In just a minute, some music is going to play. And while it plays... I just want you to take a few deep breaths in and out. Try and relax your body as the music plays. Notice if you are carrying any tension anywhere in your body, maybe in your upper shoulders or your neck or your jaw or your back or your stomach, and try to release that tension as you breathe in and out. Begin to focus your mind on God. Shift your focus to him. Acknowledge his presence here with you in your midst. spent the majority of last year pregnant, and I was diagnosed early on in my pregnancy with a condition known as HG, or to use the medical term, hyperemesis gravidarum. It's this severe type of nausea and vomiting found in pregnant women, and it usually lasts the entire pregnancy. Unfortunately, this was true for me. For the entire duration of my pregnancy, I pretty much felt like I had the flu. I threw up repeatedly. I never escaped that feeling of intense nausea until the baby was born. I would go in for IV infusions here and there to hydrate my body with water and nutrients from all that it was losing due to throwing up. And not only was I managing all of that, but I was also caring for our two-year-old little boy while my husband worked. You guys, there were a lot of days that I just had to focus on getting through the next minute. Seriously. I was weary, it was long, and my strength to endure felt shaky at best. In a lot of ways, it felt like my life had almost dissipated overnight, and I was living this horrific version of the movie Groundhog's Day. Is there any circumstance in your life right now that you wish that you could change? 
maybe a circumstance that you're powerless to change, but one that you want to change nonetheless. Maybe a circumstance that you keep waking up to over and over again, and despite your deepest longing to be out of it, it is still there. I want you to spend some time now and talk with God about this ongoing difficult circumstance. One day, a few months into my pregnancy, I was reading in the Bible, in the book of John, and I found this verse that just popped off the page at me. Has it ever happened to you before? It's one of the things that I love about reading the Bible. We can read the same verses over and over again, and one day something new can just be illuminated in it. Well, this particular verse was one I had read before, but I'd always sort of glossed over it. But this time was different. You see, right there near the end of this verse, I found this little glimmer of hope, and it ended up being something that I clung to throughout the rest of my pregnancy, throughout the rest of this very dark and powerless season. In John chapter 14, we find Jesus and his disciples in this upper room. They just finished what we call the Last Supper. And then for the following three chapters, so from John 14 to John 17, we get this section of scripture that's been deemed as Jesus's final discourse. It's this long section of scripture where Jesus is sharing truth with his disciples just hours before he was arrested and then crucified. These were some of his parting words, words and truth that he wanted to make sure his disciples and in turn us didn't miss. So these are some powerful words. Well, in John chapter 14, verse 6, at the beginning of Jesus's final discourse, he responds to a question asked by one of his disciples. You see, Thomas asked this question, and he wants to know how they, the disciples, are supposed to know the way if Jesus is going to leave them. And Jesus responds by saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But that last part, when Jesus said, and the life, was the part that really jumped out at me. You see, for me, it had felt like my life had dissipated due to this pregnancy condition. I couldn't do the things I normally loved. I was either throwing up or I didn't have the energy. I couldn't exercise. I couldn't enjoy food. I could rarely play with my little boy or date my husband. I couldn't create or dream. I was steeped in suffering, and my days became all about surviving. Actually living life felt like a distant dream. And then I read this verse, and it pointed me to a different source of life than I was accustomed to. You see, here in this verse, Jesus didn't say that your passions or your ability to enjoy things or your rhythms or exercise or the food that you eat or even your calling or your health are life. He didn't even say that he, Jesus, has life to give to you. No, no, no. He said, I am life. 
In other words, to know Jesus, to be with Jesus, to be in relationship with Jesus, this is where our source of life comes from. He, Jesus, is life. Much of the New Testament was originally written in the Greek language, and so it's really important when you're trying to understand a passage of Scripture, or maybe even just to understand it deeper, it's really important to go back and look into what words meant in their original Greek language. And so the original Greek word for life here in this verse is the Greek word zoe, which means more than just physical life, you know, like the breathing and the having a pulse, but life here also means spiritual life, that breath in our souls, that internal welling up of goodness and vibrancy. So when Jesus said, I am life, he meant I am all of life. I am physical life and I am spiritual life. And he also meant that all of life throughout the entire universe is solely derived from and sustained by him. He is life in the most exhaustive, complete, and true meaning of that word. This was good news for me. Good, good, hopeful news. Because it meant that even in one of my most bleak and grim seasons— the time when I felt like life had dissipated, it reminded me that life was still possible. Life was still possible because Jesus' presence was always possible, which was the true source of life. I want you to spend some time now, and I want you to process out this truth with Jesus, the truth that Jesus is life. I want you to reflect on Him being life, the source of life. Have you ever thought of Him that way? Process that out now with Jesus. Now, I want to talk real for a second, because uncovering this truth about Jesus being my life source, it didn't solve all. I still struggled immensely. I still prayed desperately for relief, sometimes hourly. I still cried, and I wished for the days to be over. I wanted relief now. And, and not but, and I had an anchor to hold on to in the midst of it. It was both and. It was impossibly hard and hopeful. You see, I had this prayer of hope to pray in my most bleak days. 
Jesus, you are life. It feels like life has dissipated, but Jesus, you are life. None of these things that I'm craving are life. You are life. I had this promise that I could lean into and over the course of time slowly come to believe. Jesus is, was, and always will be our life source. Maybe for you today, you feel like life has dissipated. Maybe you feel like you are in a real-life version of Groundhog's Day, and the adrenaline of getting through has just worn off, and the bad news keeps coming, and lots of things look bleak and grim. Or maybe you find yourself slumping through the minutes, hitting this imaginary wall, and just feeling as if life has dissipated and you are unsure how to keep going. I want to remind you today of this truth. Life is still possible. Right here, right now. Your circumstances are not your life source. Your comforts, rhythms, your calling, your passions, your partial control or the lack thereof, none of these are sources of life. Jesus is, was, and always will be life. So while your circumstances may not change, and relief may not come, at least not in the time frame that you want it to, I want to remind you that life is still possible. If you are in need of life, not just physical life, but that spiritual life, that breath in your soul, that vibrancy in your innermost being, plug into the life source, the capital L, capital S, life source. Plug into Jesus. Let Him the knowledge of him, the closeness of him, the relationship with him, the intimate experience of his presence, let him infuse you with life. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. Reflect on that now. Speak that truth over your life. Remind yourself that Jesus is the life source. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Thanks for listening to this special episode of In the Midst podcast. If you'd like more information about God Loves All of Me, the ministry I run and the ministry that hosts this podcast, you can check us out online at godlovesallofme.org. Or you can also catch up with us on Instagram at username godlovesallofme. 
The music provided in each episode was created by Allie Allen, and you can check her out on Instagram as well at username ally.allen. And lastly, if this podcast spoke to you in any way, will you share it with somebody? If God is putting somebody on your heart or your mind right now, will you send this episode off to them? And will you also take a minute and leave a review or rate this podcast? I would be so grateful. I promise you it is not about the numbers or notoriety. I could care less about that. But rates and reviews do help this podcast become easier to find for people who are in need of it. So if you have a chance, I'd love for you to rate and review it and help open the door for another person to experience God in their midst. Thanks for tuning in today. I'll catch up with you on our next episode.